welcome to Log Over the Podcast. As always, I am your host, Abdullah, and today I'm joined by... Angelica Nipponini. Yeah, yeah, I was not even going to attempt to pronounce <laughs> your name. <laughs> You're totally good. I know it's a little bit of, like, alphabet soup. <laughs> Uh, I and I, I I gotta ask, like, how many times have you gotten your name misspelled? Oh, I just expect it. I it's not even like oh, you know, it's kind of sucks. I just de- genuinely expect it at this point. Um, like, not even talking about pronunciation, the spelling. The spelling is amazing. I, the combinations I get are incredible. Um. <laughs> Because you, you have to, like, if you're doing, like, a session, like, someone has to be like, can we shorten that down to something else? I don't I don't feel like saying it. Honestly, I think people genuinely just avoid saying my name so they don't mispronounce it, which I'm like, okay, like, I, I feel like I would prefer people try and fail, but then I can be like, actually, it's this, then just not say it at all. Um but I can understand, like, you know, they don't want to, like, offend or whatever. So I get it. Um, but, yeah, I think it's interesting. Um, I, like, was strongly considering when I, like, first started acting, you know, should I take a stage name or at least, you know, with my last name because it's especially long. Like, what, what are my options? Because, you know, people kind of look at my name and get confused. So um, it was definitely an idea and then obviously eventually I was like no it's my name I want to keep it I want to stick with it so this is where we're at plus it's fun now because when you see your name in the credits you can be like oh they misspelled it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it can be like kind of uh, annoying about it but it's it is fun yeah so I mean speak talk speaking of acting like how did you get started yeah, it's um it's actually interesting. I didn't grow up acting at all. I didn't do theater. I wasn't like involved in like the drama club in high school, nothing like that. Um and for a very long time I was like people had suggested it like I I know like my family was definitely like you you would do good in like theater or you because I tended to be a very like performative person since I was a child I'd like put on like little plays for my family or like friends um since I was a kid and so I'm sure something was in there where I was like interested in performance but I was like very by the time I was like middle school high school I was very into a certain mindset of like I had like joined I was like captain of the debate team and I was like president of this club and da, da, da. and I was like very like go-getter type a um uh, trying to get into college and like um was not I had most of my friends were in theater but I was like I, I don't have time for this I'm gonna I have like this very specific path um and then I got to college and I still did not do theater I was like in mock trial, which was the closest to theater I'd done where I would like sometimes play like a witness. Um, And so it was kind of like a midway point between like in college, I actually just graduated this past May, but it was about um, halfway through college where I was kind of like, 
I was, you know, uh, I was studying public policy. I was like looking at potentially going to law school and I kind of had like this epiphany moment where I was like, I don't think I want to do any of that. Um, and acting actually came as a total accident um, because I really started off with VO from the start because my like entry into any kind of performance was a friend of mine basically who was really into podcasts being like, you know, you might be interested in like something I saw where they were looking for um, someone who was Indian for this like audio drama. Um, and she'd like listen to a lot of audio dramas. I'd sometimes listen to them too. And I was like, ah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I am that I, you know, might be cool. I, like it was over the summer, I had some free time. So I was like, why not? And um I auditioned for it and I got it. I was like this really cool project and I was like super excited about it. And I was like, huh, I I feel like I've stumbled onto like something that could be a really cool hobby. And so I kind of looked at it as like a hobby and immediately went on a year long study abroad to London um, before I was interrupted by the pandemic and um, didn't, I didn't have a good recording space. I didn't really have anything, but I was kind of just like now beginning to like discover um, like this entire world of VO. And uh, mind you, I hadn't take a taken a single acting class yet, um, but I was just like slowly starting to like, um, you know, I like was now like on like the websites where people who were interested in VO were on. I was like uh, scouring social media and I was like starting to get like a little bit obsessed and I just like found it so intensely fascinating and cool. And I was like, I just want to know more about it. And I know like at that point, zero thought that I would like pursue this professionally, but I just was so um, kind of enamored that I was like, I want to I want to learn more. I want to learn whatever I can. Um, and so, yeah, I, that was sort of my like, uh, stint in London of like starting to really explore this, the pandemic hit and I came back to the States and, um, I was like, and suddenly because of the pandemic had access to so many resources, um, classes that were usually in LA or New York that I never would have had access to with some of the best teachers and I was like huh I need to take advantage of this and that was a little more than a year ago which feels crazy to say it feels so short and yet so long at the same time um where I I did my best to take advantage of that and that's what I tell everyone right now is they should take advantage of that because I got to connect with so many people um teachers and actors um, who I learned so much from and went through like this like period of just like major growth as like an actor because I finally started taking acting classes. Uh, crazy how, you know, taking acting classes can help you grow as an actor, crazy. Um, but it was a really amazing experience. And last summer I felt like, um, I really started to uh, come into my own. And it was around last summer that I kind of was like, as I'm taking all these classes, I was like, wait, this feels like more than a hobby. Like this feels like something that I might be interested in long-term. And for me, 
being as set as I was from like a pretty young age that I was going to pursue something like law school or um, look into policy work in general. Like I, it was very hard shift of mindset for me um, to even consider being in the arts, let alone being an actor because, and I'm sure a lot of actors can relate to this. You know, I think it was instilled pretty young that, um, acting wasn't necessarily a viable career. And so in my little brain, um, thinking acting plus voice acting, I was like, this is not, there's no way I could possibly like pursue this professionally. Um, so I kind of treated last summer as like a trial period of, um, like a making connections and like talking to people and starting to get the lay of the land and like start to get to know the industry better but also to figure out if there was a place for me in it um and whether there was a place for me in it where I wouldn't be totally miserable and like unsuccessful because I think like it was kind of the mindset of if I like a lot of people told me early on if you can do anything else and be happy do that because acting is unforgiving you the rejection is constant you it's very easy to burn out and like sort of give up on yourself um and while I'm still fairly new compared to most people uh it is something that in the short time that it's been a part of my life has basically changed the like blueprint of my life like I um you know it, it came at a time where I think I really needed some like something and I stumbled onto the thing that ended up being, I think, right for me. Like it felt like a perfect mold for me and uh, my personality and my uh, drive and my desire. And like it, um, this is getting like super metaphorical and stuff, but like it, it really felt like I had found like the perfect fit for me. And so there was that aspect of it, but the other aspect of like, could I potentially be successful in this? Or am I leading myself down a road of like regret and rejection and heartbreak? Um, were there like two questions that I was really focused on? Um, and so for that second question, I was really just thinking about, can I make this happen? And do I see potential in myself? And do I have the confidence to continue? Um, because a lot of it does come down to, do you have the confidence to put yourself out there, uh, both, you know, in the booth as an actor, but also like as someone who is selling yourself, who is like marketing yourself, who is like, you have to constantly be like, um, your own like manager, like you, it, was I capable of that? Um, so these are questions that by the end of the summer, I basically was like, I think this is what I have to do. Like, I don't see an alternative that uh, at this present time that could make me feel fulfilled in the way that I believe this career path will make me feel fulfilled. Um, and at that point, the decision had been made. And I was going into my uh, senior year of college uh, in a degree that I now realized was not relevant to like my actual career interests. Um, so that was fun, <laughs> but, uh, the rest of this past year really saw me 
developing as an actor, continuing to take classes, um, continuing my education, which I don't think ever stops. But I think for me, especially like being uh, newer to it than most folks, I, I definitely see it as like something that I am constantly growing from. And like, I can see the trajectory of my growth as I go on. Um, and also, again, continuing to make connections of getting to know the industry and like being really fortunate in like having people in my corner, um, you know, putting my name out there and then also being like an advocate for myself and connecting with people and like auditioning just so much, just so much, um, but having so much fun doing it and uh, being fortunate enough to uh, be, uh, you know, booking and uh, getting to sign with an agent out in LA and like having just a really great time. And especially in the last six months, getting to work with like really cool people. Um, it's been amazing. Yeah. I feel like that was a very long uh, summary of like my whole journey, but that's kind of where I'm at now. No, I mean, it's great because I've said, I think I've said this before, but to me, the best episodes are the ones that I, that are just uh, the guests talking about their journey because I love, <laughs> I, I love listening. I love like hearing people's stories and I love, you know, especially, you know, you being new, new, new to the business. I, it's always fascinating for me to see new faces pop up because I think we need more new faces in, in an industry, yeah. in this industry, because uh, there was that point where the same two or three people were getting hired to do everything. And I was like, are they going to ever hire new people to do to do these roles? Because I'm getting tired of you know, hearing the same. I think that's yeah, I think that's super interesting because I think I think like obviously there are people who are like so incredibly talented. And like, I think it's about trust, you know, like I think um, and that's why like the people who take chances on me, I like appreciate so much because in this industry a lot of things are on fast turnaround da, da, da. like it's it's hard to like take chances on people when you can't guarantee results and so like I think that's probably why you tend to see the same faces as um these people are like reliably good like they're amazing and like they prove they've proven they can do it over and over and so like I'm a rando, like I, um, you know, I came out of nowhere. So when people are willing to take chances on me and like, you know, extend an opportunity my way, it's like, wow, thank you. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's more of like an opportunity, but I totally agree. I think like, especially in the last year, people have been, and especially with um, everything going remote, I think people have just been so much more open to hearing new talent and that's like I mean that warms my heart I think that that's awesome um yeah I mean it wasn't like it, it wasn't like you know back three years ago where it was just hey let's just throw everything at the wall and we're just gonna pick who, who we think is right and like it, it's insane. Like looking back, like you know, back in 2018, which you know wasn't that long ago, but feels like forever, thanks to you know, <laughs> thanks to you know everything, and realizing how much the industry has changed in in a short amount of time. In that before, you know, back in like say 20, 2016 to 2018, it was just hey, it was either casting directors going with choices that the, you know with people that they already worked with before, and they're like hey, you know. Uh, I think this person would be great for this role and they're, you know, blah, 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 blah. 
or it was just let's just hold these massive auditions and we'll just like pick whoever and it was like the wild west in a way in that uh <laughs> you know you just went in there and you just gave it all you know gave it all you got and you didn't know if you they were going to pick you or not because it was just yeah. uh, you know it was like because what they used to do was you know a lot of big shows um put out these like casting calls and they say oh we want you know the you know like teenagers to you know toddlers to teenagers and we want to hear like what you got for in in that age range so you know you go in there mm -hmm. and you know you give them what you what what they want and you hope it's good enough and and if it isn't then hey you tried but now it's now it's like really different it's just amazing how much the industry has changed in the past like two years yeah. and i think it's also super interesting being someone who not that long ago was looking at it from like the outside in and now having a little bit more of an uh like an inside perspective it's like just fascinating to see like um you know the reasoning why i think things were the way they were then and why they are the way they are now um yeah, I honestly, though, I'm thinking about that, like what you just mentioned, where it mentioned where it's like this huge cattle call and it's like stressing me out a little because that is so many people. And I think um, I think like that's part of it is casting I, like I am sympathetic to the fact that like they get hundreds, thousands of submissions and like have usually pretty quick turnarounds. And so I think it can be hard again to like really openly consider new talent, which is why I am so grateful when they do. But um, I think for people who are like breaking in, it's, it can be daunting because it can feel like if you're not part of this, like very like um, elite tier of actors, you won't even be considered. I mean, that's not true. Like, I think, I think, I, I don't know if I'm like the best example because I'm still pretty new too, but like, I think there have been like a lot of names that have popped up in like the last year or two that we really like that hadn't, you know, uh, gotten the chance to play huge roles before. And I think part of the reason why it looks like everyone is like totally new and which is why I say I'm not the best example is a lot of these people have been working for a really long time and like, um, maybe aren't playing like the main character in a show but are you know building relationships with the directors like um working uh you know walla or working like um minor characters and so on and so forth like they are still on the scene and they're still building these relationships and you know are finally being given the opportunity to really like step up to like um the more visible roles maybe but I don't think necessarily more important or more uh, like more difficult, but like it's more so like they they're I think they're getting like more public recognition in like a certain sense. But they've been around, like they've definitely been around, and so it's it's great to see people like winning. I'm just like excited to see people like uh, booking and like being like you know given um, the praise that they deserve. Uh, yeah, I kind of lost the um, my train of thought there, but I guess the gist of it is like, I think it uh, can be difficult with um, having 
huge, huge talent pools like a lot of these directors do. And being like able to go through all of that uh, with their super quick turnarounds. So I respect them for what they're able to do. And like, I'm again, glad for the opportunity. I think uh, new people are always good to bring into the fold. I think they bring something fresh. I think they will always add something to the mix. So it's great when I see them. Another another thing um, you have to take into consideration is that, you know, like with any other profession, there will come a time where there will be a slump where you're not booking anything. I mean, I've talked to people yeah. who've had that where at some point in their career, they just like stop booking anything and they just start to question like, you know, am I good enough? You know, do they want something different. You know, like what am I doing wrong and what have you? But you never know sometimes because, you know, like you said, building relationships with these directors or be, just being nice to people, you know, in general is going to get you, you know, in place, you know, is going to, you know, leave an impression because you never know. Sometimes it's like, you know, a showrunner could be a fan of something you did, you know, like an indie game you did back in like 2016. Yeah. And they're like, I want this person for this role. No, I don't want to listen to anyone else. I want this specific person because I wrote this role for them. And and yeah. then, it, you know, you come in and, you know, bam, you got that role. <laughs> I feel like, so there's a couple things there. I think like, um, oh my goodness, I'm like trying to organize my thoughts. Um, I think that with, um, yeah, so the whole imposter syndrome thing, like I think it is constant. Even when you are booking sometimes it can feel like what if I book this and then I don't book for like three months or like a year or like whatever like it can feel super daunting like almost every moment because nothing is guaranteed you know like you could very well just stop booking tomorrow and that's terrifying um but I think that's why you know we take classes and we network and we direct market like if you treat it like a business um it's it's not I think at least in my type A mind, it's like easier to sort of like swallow the like, you know, huge uh, unknown of it all, um, which is terrifying most days. Um, and I, yeah, I think I can, I can more than relate to that feeling of, you know, what's coming next, what's on the horizon. I'm just sitting here waiting. I audition every day and maybe I'm not getting the the call that I want like I'm not getting that um congratulations email so what am I doing wrong and like I think that's a question that people focus on is what am I doing wrong and it's usually nothing it's usually that you're doing nothing wrong um and this is I say this but I don't I'm like still trying to really believe it myself because it can be hard and your brain could be your worst enemy but it's sometimes you're not doing anything wrong but someone else was just more right for the role and that can happen consistently for a long period of time where you're just not the perfect fit for the role, even if you did, even if you gave a great performance. Um, so there's that side of the mindset, but then the other side is also maybe you didn't give the best performance and maybe you need to like, you know, take classes or go to workout groups and like read scripts with people uh, or like just keep on working on your craft because, you know, that you can hear it in the booth. You can hear um, someone who's like really put in the hours. Um, 
and that makes a huge difference too. So that's that's sort of on imposter syndrome, which I think like we all feel like, are we good enough to be here? And like, um, am I good enough to call myself and like a working actor and uh, good enough to like bet my, you know, uh, you know, bet my stake on this career? Like, sh is this where I should be? Um, it can be hard, and I think. I think like actors are are just like really, I think we have like low self-esteem sometimes because we get so like in our own heads about this because we're putting ourselves up on display for judgment every single day. Um, and mo and 90% of the time getting like a silent no in response, you know? So it's hard, it is hard. Um, Oh my gosh. Uh, and then the second part of what you said, which I totally had a response to and I'm totally blanking on right now. Um, do, 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 do. No, what did, what did you just say? Oh my goodness. Uh, what about uh, connections and, and um, people finding out that um, you did yeah, something that about, they're a fan of? Yes, that's another thing is if you're like it's super interesting to me because I the actors I respect the most are the ones that even if they aren't booking a lot they're always doing something like they're always working on something and whether or not it's like a huge like a quote unquote like a, you know like some big like it doesn't matter they're always working on something and that and that keeps them like on their toes and ready like whether it be like they're you know, uh, like writing a play and like, or they're like, um, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, hosting like a podcast, like they're doing, there's always something going on. And to me, that's amazing because that's how you like stay connected with people and keep people interested in you. Like if you're kind of, if you're just like sitting around waiting to get like the call that you booked something um, and you're not getting that call, and you just sit there and mope, I feel like it's like y you are decreasing your chances of people even hearing your name if you're not in some way like putting yourself out there. And I think I will say, I will put a disclaimer on that, like burnout is real. And I think like actors, especially, we tend to try to wear a million hats and do a million things. And so I'm not saying we should do that to the point of like driving ourselves into the ground. But I think there are a lot of folks who like, focus on the fact that like acting is very much this like creative pursuit like it's an art and like we can take parts of that like artistic quality and like like sort of infuse it into different areas of our lives like we can put on projects ourselves and like showcase ourselves in some way and if people are interested cool and if not you get like the value of like being a part of like this artistic project um but a lot of people get discovered that way, like, or discovered is like a loaded word, but I think people can get attention, you know, just like, I, I remember um, I was involved with uh, uh, like this um, audio drama super early on, like I'd mentioned, and some of my like best friends that I've met through VO, I worked with on that cast. And like, now we're both starting to like, um, book more and we're like starting to find like our foothold in this industry and it's like really cool 
but we wouldn't have met if we hadn't like been a part of like this like small indie project and um you know like I think that the and like to this day I continue to do like these kinds of small indie projects because like they're really close to my heart and a lot of times the creators are like so you know like they're like in it with you and like you're bringing their character to life and you can see that in like such real time with such like um visibility and you're so close to the project that it's like it's a really valuable experience to me um and so like I respect it so much and I think it is like so cool to see actors who like will invest their time um in projects that aren't like super flashy or like you know super like it, to me, it just communicates that the passion and like the like integrity about acting and like just wanting to perform is like very present there. And that's super cool to me. I think like, like anyone who's not booking or like was worried about booking, like I feel like the two things I would say is like take classes and do something because I think that makes a huge difference like you don't know who's listening you don't know who's like you know scrolling on like twitter or something and sees like you're part of this like cool project like it's it's genuinely like such a like crapshoot of like how people find you that it's like just keep put, you're putting your name out there and doing things and people will notice yeah no i think um who was it i think it was like jennifer hale when someone i think i remember listening to an interview with her and when someone asked her like you know, what do you do to stay sane? She's like, oh, get a hobby. Because <laughs> yeah. if I'm not, because she's, she's that type of person who's like, if I'm not doing something, you know, I'm worrying about, you know, my acting career or what have you or something else. And yeah. I don't I don't like being that person who's just sitting around worried about, you know, yeah. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, I think, um, especially with like um, actors around my age, like younger actors, I think we... I think acting becomes our life a little bit like we're like very it can be almost obsessive and like I think we need boundaries and we need to like protect ourselves and like our mental health to like be able to do this long term and like to avoid that burnout um because I think the best way to start hating or resenting something is for it to be the thing you do all the time like if you don't take a break if you don't have like another outlet um like, I think that then it can be a slippery slope. And for a lot of people, for a long time, I, I think especially if you grew up with acting, it was probably the outlet to the rest of your life, you know? Like, it was, like, I'm sure an outlet for the stresses of school or whatever. Um, but then to turn a hobby into a career, I think I've definitely seen people where, like, the transition is hard and they take something that they were really, really passionate about and suddenly, you know, it's associated with numbers. Like, you know, like I have to start making money from this and like, you know, it's, you can start to lose your passion um, once you start assigning like, you know, like monetary value to how good you are. Like it can, it can feel really demoralizing because it can feel like if you're not, like, for example, if you're not a full-time actor and you can't necessarily make a living from uh, the work that you're doing, it can feel like, oh, am I not good enough to make it? And then it can, it, it feels like a, 
like a major self-assessment of character and like of your your value as a person if you super closely associate your value with like how much you're booking in your performance like it can it can be really defeating and I think um that's why it's just it's important to at the end of the day have other things to look to to like um have other outlets have other sources of passion um where you can sort of just give yourself a little bit of breathing room and I think recover a little um from a career that's it can be draining so yeah I I definitely agree and Jennifer Hale is like if if anyone is an authority on things it would be her so like I yeah (laughs) no I I because I you know when I listen to you know a lot of podcasts with you know celebrity not celebrity like voice actors I always take notes about like okay what do they do in their spare time because you know because I know like it this is not I mean you know yeah it's it's a it's a profession and what have you but at the same time it's like it doesn't define who you are as a person because you know you're more than that you know we're all human at the end of the day and I'm more interested in, in knowing about like the person behind, you know, the voice yeah. as to say, as to, you know, as a corny expression that is, but you know, it's true. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree. I feel like what people do outside of acting is like super cool to me because it's like the craziest stuff sometimes for me. Um, I mainly, my big thing outside of um, VO is writing. Um, I minored in creative writing in college. I have been like writing since I was a kid. Uh, when I was like eight years old, I told my parents I wanted to be like an author. Um, I've been like writing novels forever. Uh, it's that that's like my next big love in life, I think. Um, and it's it's interesting. Like I because I have I've had people be like okay well you pursued acting which was like a high-risk career why why didn't you uh decide to become a writer why didn't you like um you know look to and it's it's funny because I kind of I I I think of myself as a writer like I I write like constantly even if um I I'm very I'm you know this is any writer writer will tell you like maybe they're not the best at finishing things but you know I write a lot um but it's it's interesting because I feel like they they like um, scratch different itches for me. I, that's like a weird expression, but that's I feel like that's the one that makes most sense. Where I feel like you know if I want like I mean not to say I won't and someday pursue like a you know like a a writing like I won't try to publish a book or something that you know years from now but that would be I'm not saying that won't happen but it's more so like I I think part of it is like I have like the steps to um pursue acting in the way that I love right now and it's a career where I feel more of like a direct connection with being able to um get what what it is that I feel like is fulfilling about this career like I there I don't want to say there's like more of an immediacy to it but it's something that I just feel like more connected to like I I I feel like it's more tangible to me and writing has always sort of been my like um 
it's it, it that's what I would consider to have been more my outlet in the way that maybe people who grew up with acting might have considered acting their outlet like I um had a lot of passion for it and have a lot of passion for it but it's always been like more um a place for me to unwind um and so it, it it's different yeah and I, I I like that it's different and that I don't have to um treat it like how good is my writing big in order to you know attract like a publisher and like um you know be making a living off of this I I like that I can sort of go into it without having high super high expectations of myself and it's like just there for me to sort of unwind and relax appreciate that um but that's like yeah that's probably my big thing outside of acting um yeah and you know the usual other people things of like constantly and you know I'm in the arts so I'm like constantly around media so like um I am a big big um tv movie watcher book reader etc etc so those are nice too I wish I had like a, a um like a super cool uh um crazy hobby like some folks have like uh rock climbing I don't know like I'm trying to think of like suddenly the everything's like slipping from my mind but um yeah that's kind of where yeah I mean, and, you know, well, I mean, what most people I've talked to either like do streaming on the side because of, you know, COVID yeah. and that, that, that pretty much took off because it's like, Hey, you know, everyone's stuck at home. We got to do something, right? Okay. We got an audience. Like would people want us, you know, would people tune in to me just sitting around talking about whatever, or me doing like an, you know, live stream where we talk about like, vo stuff or or what was it yeah. uh, or, or like a watching voice actors play you don't know jack for like an hour and a half <laughs> honestly i think that is so cool i am like 85 years old basically and i like i'm totally clueless so um i <laughs> like I feel like someday someone will try to teach me streaming and like how to work Twitch because I genuinely don't know anything. Um, but as of right now, like I just see people doing that. That's amazing. That's super cool. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think it looks really fun. Um, but also it, I think in my brain, I have some association that if you stream, you have to play video games and I am such trash at video games. <laughs> um, so that like so immediately my brain is like oh I don't know like uh like sirens going off I don't know if that's for me but maybe if like uh people don't mind me losing and like being just absolutely terrible um outside of anything but like Pokemon games because that is my experience that that is my gaming experience Pokemon I mean, very rarely do pe do people in the industry like play the stuff they're in or play video games at all because everyone's like, I'm not very good at it. I'm just going to leave that to to the professionals. And I appreciate <laughs> that. I appreciate that because sometimes people, because like I'm in games and people are like, wait, so you play games then? And I'm like, no, I just act and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. Um, and so I appreciate people. <laughs> Like, I, like, yeah, I, probably not a lot of people are, like, amazing at games, so it's, 
it's nice to not be alone in that. I mean, it depends on like what era you grew up in, because like a lot of people yeah. I've talked to are like a lot older than me, and they grew up you know the same era as me, like with um Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, and and they always tell me like I stopped playing games when they added more buttons. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think as a kid, I was so, oh, I was like obsessed with like um, cartoons and like animation. And to the point where I have more memories of like the shows I watched as a kid than I do of like actual childhood memories which is a little sad but whatever um but it's but like I have such like an encyclopedia encyclopedic knowledge of like cartoons from like the 2000s <laughs> that um I I don't know if I would have even had time to like really play games like I swear to god I was like just constantly oh it was terrible but uh yeah that was kind of me I was more on that side which a lot of people um say like a lot of people got their interest in voiceover because they were really interested in like the video games they were playing or they were really interested in like the anime they were watching or whatever and for me I think it was very much I loved like animation like western animation so much and like was so obsessed with it as a kid that like now being in VO I'm like in retrospect I'm like hey obviously you had like some kind of like vested interest in this like there was something that was like drawing you to this and like to this day, like my, um, you know, like what really got me into this was acting, obviously, but also like via specifically was very much animation and like, you know, the the kind of the kinds of cartoons I grew up with. Um, so in the way that like people who really really grew up on video games, I'm sure like it's such a dream come true to like be a part of those uh, like franchises that they grew up with. For me, I think it's similar but like um animation and what what shows did you watch as a kid the list is endless um i thinking about like some of the shows that really left like a huge impact on me i mean the most obvious one was probably atla like avatar was like um big for everyone i know but like you know i really loved that show i was like obsessed I was like oh my god look at Katara she's like me and I I would like uh, I would like bother my parents about like getting costumes and stuff and I was like for Halloween like so on and so forth um I was pretty much into anything on like uh the Cartoon Network <laughs> I watched everything on there um I'm I it's hard it's like picking your favorite child trying to like pick favorite shows it's like oh um honestly I would say Atlas probably the big one would stand out and in terms of like wanting to be an actor it was probably the show that like was the most mature in like its its style to the point that like to this day it kind of inspires me um where I think about like the performances and I'm like wow I was really lucky to have been like exposed to a show like this that like had really interesting storylines and really interesting characters and got to see like these performances build over a course of a show at such a young age like that I think that left a huge like uh impression on me and I'm not the first person to say that I definitely inspired so many people but like if I had to pick one I would think I would say that's probably um the biggest like uh the, the biggest imprint 
Yeah. Well, I mean, because that was like one of the few shows at the time that was like very serious and like, I mean, it had comedic tones, but it had like, you know, an ongoing storyline. It was like very, what's, what's the term? I forgot the term serialized. It was very serialized Mm -hmm. as opposed to a lot of the other shows, which were just like, you know, plot of the day type 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 and i love those too like i i really did like i basically had no like i i would watch anything like um and those shows were awesome too i just felt like um avatar really left an imprint on me because it i think both like as like i think because at that point like i was pretty creative like i was really into art I was like starting to write and like it like really left an impression on me by the time it had ended I'd like started like really writing even though I was really young but I was like convinced I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna write books and I'll be an author but um I it like left a big impression on me because it was really the first thing that like outside of reading like actual books that felt like I got to see a world come together and got to see characters really explore these major arcs like it was super exciting for me and almost like a new it was like a completely new um experience uh kind of uh, beyond like you know full-on like feature films where I got to see um and like kind of be along for the ride uh, as these characters developed and like in my writing as well like my interest has always been in characters in dialogue like I love just uh interactions between characters so much and it makes sense that I really like dialogue because as an actor that's all that's like my focus like that's what I do um and I I remember really loving the character interactions in that show and like how subtle and like um how much it built and I'm I probably wasn't thinking about it to this extent as a kid and it's probably like upon rewatches and rewatches that I'm like starting to understand why it appealed to me so much but I think like I, I think that says a lot about like how kids are they're smarter than they seem like I think um I th- I'm glad that I was exposed to something that like really had me thinking when I was like super young um and I liked I always love to see that sort of trend um and projects that are aimed towards kids I think that's really cool um yeah yeah I mean it's always great to go back and watch some of these shows and see like you know have they aged well and in the case of you know Avatar the Last Airbender I mean that that show pretty much like is cited to this day as being yeah. like a great example of how to do like a serialized like long yeah. form story in and the animation and not everything ages well because like this is a book example but I Oh my goodness, I love, and to this day, I, uh, like, a, a huge impression on my life, but I really loved, like, the the Percy Jackson series, but I remember, re- like, last year, a couple years ago, I tried to go back and read it, and I was like, I can't read, because it's very much written, like, from the perspective of, of a 12-year-old, and so, like, I, as much as I love that series, I was like, I don't know if I could ever reread this, but like it left such a huge impression on me. But then something like Atla, like I think it's so universal. Like you can enjoy that at any age. And so it was, 
yeah I, I that's also something I appreciate where it didn't it never felt like this is for kids and I like and that's why I get to watch it but more so this is something on its own that is like unique and creative that I just happen to have access to because it's on a kid's channel like it kind of felt like that I guess yeah, I mean, and it was it was such a weird show as well, considering like at the time, like Nickelodeon was um, was airing like a lot of like really wacky, like over the top cartoons, and, and it was like, okay, if you just finish watching SpongeBob, and then here comes Avatar, like after it, and it's like, what the hell is this? <laughs> but hey, I think that's cool. I think like just taking risks and like storytelling I, is like it's so like it must be so terrifying I can't imagine what it must have been like going into that process and like not being sure of like what the reception would be but I think I like I just have so much respect with respect for that and like I and even in like recent years as I see shows that like you know are are like being bold and taking risks i think that is so cool and like uh the people that are part of those projects i'm like that is amazing like that's like it feels it like like i want to use the word like it's like making history like i know that's a very big word but it kind of feels like that in like a in its own like small way it's like making history and i think that's super cool yeah, no, I'm I'm still in awe at some of the stuff they get away with and on you know quote unquote children's shows these days because it's like, holy crap, you're actually doing it and where you know you're actually going to this like direction that was considered like taboo like you know twenty years ago, but now it's like yeah, no, we're going there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool. I think that's awesome. Ugh. this is a topic I like will be endlessly happy um to talk about because it's just like I feel like it's like my inner child and like um this is like but not even my inner child because I will I swear to god I'll I continue to like watch these shows to this day and I'll like go back um and like rewatch shows from when I was a kid because like part of it is nostalgia but part of it is just like I feel like a this kind of like connection to these shows and like it just is so it, it like it, it feels like a less less complicated and like um easier uh like um piece of storytelling to like uh you know uh sit through like I I feel like and people again I'm not being original here like uh, people definitely uh talk about this I'm sure but it's it's nice it's comforting and I think in acting I think that's part of maybe like what drew me to acting as well is like being able to preserve a little piece of that like childhood wonder and like imagination and like actors will talk about this like all day long but I think like like they're totally right like I think um there is something very unique about acting where you can be what you were as a kid without that sort of stress and complication like that feels like the core of like um, what you're doing as an actor, like just having that free imagination. And I think we can get bogged down, like, oh, am I gonna book this job? Like when I'm auditioning for something, am I gonna whatever, da, da, da. But I think like pulling back to that core and like just being able to like, kind of being a kid and like, uh, you know, just like playing pretend. I think that that, like when people do that, I feel like I see the best performances out of them because it's just 
very genuine like it's authentic like it's they're not they're not trying to put on a performance they're just performing because that's like coming naturally to them and that's super cool to see yeah yeah no i love going back and watching like old shows and like taking notes of like the performances because i'm like wow you know this really was ahead of its time when it come you know performance wise and writing wise because like you know people who made this really wanted to tell a story like there's a difference between okay we want to do something to entertain like to entertain people for like 22 minutes versus i want to tell like this <laughs> this epic saga of of the hero of the hero's journey so to speak yeah yeah no it's it's amazing i i will always applaud uh like writers who are writers rooms for these shows like kudos to them they're amazing um yeah like <laughs> as an actor it's funny because like um you know you're like you're you're like regurgitating the words on the page like obviously you're performing them but like so much credit goes to these writers like the the scripts i come across like people are amazing and like i think this is a people always say vo is like the nicest corner of like this industry of like entertainment um because we're all just like super we just know each other and like we're we're like pals like it's not i think as like doggy dog as like entertainment seems from the outside um not that i'm super exposed to like other parts of uh, entertainment but like i think one thing that's nice that goes beyond just being you know an actor in vo and knowing other actors da, da, da. i think like being able to connect with so many creatives um and seeing like their projects come to life and being a part of that is so cool because people are talented and like i like want to scream it from the rooftops i'm like ah i get to work with like really cool people they're just amazing anyway that's my little that was, that's my little uh wanting to shout out people but i can't kind of moment but yeah <laughs> yeah the dreaded ndas <laughs> yeah well yeah no uh, no i get you like it's like because i mean okay i mean i've said this like many times before but i mean i'm not a fan of social media i think it's like a you know a toxic environment and it just brings out the honestly <laughs> same I sorry to interrupt you really quick, but I will say, um, if I weren't on social media, I would not have a career. Like I very much like relied on social media to start to make connections and so on and so forth. So for new actors, you don't have to be on social media, but it will help you so much. Like it's insane. Um, because you will have access to people and resources the way you wouldn't if you weren't on social media. But I personally agree and honestly dislike um, like the idea of social media. Like I just feel like it kind of sucks me in too much and I just am not a huge fan. Um, yeah, so that's what I'll say about that. No, um, I was just going to say, like, I mean, I'm not a fan of social media and I totally, you know, agree with you in that, um, like I said many times before, but um if I didn't have to promote this podcast on, you know, various social media platforms, I wouldn't be on social media because I'm like, I, I don't have a, you know, I really, you know, there's no point in me being on here. I can just like whatever. But right. I remember like just having this conversation like, you know, almost 10 years now with someone and and we had this like long talk. With, uh, we were just talking about like, you know, 
starting a like I was just I was like again really young and I was like I want to you know start this podcast I don't know if it's going to be successful like if I started how do I like promote it and the guy was like you know you just got to be on social media and I'm like but I don't want to be on social media no this is not a debate you got to be on social <laughs> media because yeah. like that's how you reach a bigger audience and I'm like okay you know, and that's why, you know, it's kind of jarring if you look at like my Twitter timeline where it's just like retweets or like whatever random thoughts uh, are on my mind. And then like there's a and randomly I'll just post like a episode link. It's it's just a mess. But I'm like, OK, whatever. I don't really, you know, that that's yeah. there's a promotion. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I think. I, yeah, I like, I guess my situation is different from yours. I, I feel like if I could, like, social media has given me so many uh, cool opportunities to meet people. And I think that that is primarily because of like pandemic, for example, because I really started connecting with people in this last year. And so obviously, I can't really meet people in person. And I've made so many like good friends through social media. And would not have met them otherwise because we're all stuck at home and whatever so it's like there are definitely these benefits and like even if it weren't for the pandemic I think like people are so spread out across the country like it just offers you an avenue to like I was in London and then I was in and then I, right now I'm in Virginia I'm not in LA like I um it's we're truly just all over the place yet we can stay connected so I appreciate social media for that factor and I think the toxicity comes from like constantly comparing and constantly sort of being like um like having a, a misperception of like the industry of yourself because uh, you know social media tends to put up very glossy images of people and you're not seeing the whole picture da, da, da. so I think people just need to be cognizant um but I can relate like if you look at my like Instagram or Facebook or whatever there's nothing there so I totally relate um but like I'm active on Twitter and that's kind of it <laughs> no I'm just I'm mo most active on Twitter my Instagram is just basically like you know just a basic <laughs> just abandoned at this point i mean it's there no, if i, I want to if it's there if i want to dm someone who's only on instagram because you know like one of yeah. my friends is like only on instagram i'm like well shit <laughs> that's the only way i can reach you buddy so no okay. same. i it's just totally like zero pictures like nothing it's nothing um but yeah I, it exists it exists for the purpose of like messaging people if i need to and maybe i'll start using it at some point i probably should but like for now i'm like i have my hands full with twitter that's already too much like energy from me being put into social media for now yeah i mean uh, again i'm most uh, more active on twitter my facebook is just bleh. i i like i don't want to go back there screw that place that place is just <laughs> like a you know you, you talk about how toxic twitter is it's nothing compared to to the garbage you find on facebook <laughs> Like, I just remember using Facebook when I was, like, 12 or 13 and then promptly abandoning my account. And so, like, now I've, like, joined a couple of, like, actors groups on Facebook and things like that. 
so I'll like sometimes pop into those groups but same like I I just don't even it's like I don't know like it, it like I think I think if I curated these things like I'd be fine but it's just so much energy to curate what's like on your feed or on your time or whatever like it's that's like the part where I'm like, this is too much. I, you know, like I don't have time to like sift through all this. Um, but yeah, so agreed. Social media can be a drain. Um, but for work opportunities, I think it's like definitely necessary, especially like in this day and age. Especially when you're just starting out and you need to like, yeah, mm-hmm. you have, you know, <laughs> network. I mean, that's another thing that people need to yeah. take away from this episode is that networking will save your career yeah because i don't remember who said this to me but it was very very apt where there's this idea that like um you know to really break into like acting you need to know someone like you need to have like an in to the industry um a lot of people i know had zero connections i have zero i had zero connections that i didn't make in like the last year or so um it's it so it's not really about who you know it's about who knows you right like that's what it comes down to and I feel like that distinction is super important because it's like if you get your name out there and if you're like constantly doing something to like potentially you know garner interest people will start to notice you and people will start to pay attention um obviously you need like skill to back it up like you need to be like taking classes doing whatever like But at the same time, working on like, not necessarily having a brand, although you can think about it like that, if you're approaching this very much from like a business perspective, which I think is like a perfect, perfectly reasonable way to approach it. But I think you're establishing yourself as a member of a community, as like a person who's involved in this industry, and you start to like push your name in that way. I think that that will inevitably garner interest and get you work. Uh, or at least opportunity to potentially work because again people talk this is a small industry um you know it's like people everyone kind of knows each other and so like to get to the point where people start to know you you just need to be like present and visible and active and like someone that people someone whose name is recognizable in some way oh i've seen that before Uh, who was that let me let me google really quick um that's super important Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, it's, I mean, like, it's it's hard for me to really get, get into this because, again, I'm not the biggest fan of social media, but <laughs> I understand, like, the point of having a social media account as an actor because you need to build your brand, as they say, yeah. and you need to, like, get your name out there. And, I mean, it sucks, but like casting directors yeah. do look at do look at your profiles and they look at yeah. how many followers you have and they're like okay i mean if this person has x amount of followers and we hire them on to do a show we want them to pr- pr- promote that show and i'm and i'm like fine yeah, I, I, no, yeah. <laughs> I mean i get it i mean i get it but yeah. it's oh. it's like it's it's just like i remember back in the day the shows just spoke for themselves. Like you didn't need like actors constantly shilling. 
chilling out these shows. I don't think you need that now. Like, there are plenty of actors who, you know, work all the time who don't really have a social media presence. So I don't think it's, like, a prerequisite. I just think that it, like, helps your chances. And this is coming from someone who, you know, is not super, like, I have some followers, but it's not, like, I really know social media. Like, I'm not, like, big on social media or anything. But, like, just noticing patterns and, like, understanding how, like, the, uh, how, like, the, um, like, geography of this place works. Like, I think it's, it's again about who knows you. Like if you have a big platform, like you will you will inevitably get people like Googling you or like just hearing your name somewhere and being like, oh, this person like could potentially, like, let me just look into them. Like if you, like if you have no way of even getting your name in their heads, like then it, it, it becomes hard. Like unless you have like, uh, if, if you already have an agent, yeah, obviously that, like, that makes a huge difference if you have an agent, but, um, even for, like, smaller projects, if people don't know you, it's, it's hard to, like, make those connections, because you're, like, coming out of nowhere, um, so that's part of it, that's, like, the biggest part of it, is, like, and, and I paint social media with a totally negative brush, but I will say, like, 50 you know use social media how you want it like 50 percent of my usage of like twitter for example is just me talking to like friends that i've made in this industry right so it's not it's not like i have to slog through it um but i think it's just really helpful like um i've definitely gotten a lot of work opportunities because i like you know i'm like early on the first few big projects I was involved in um, were like some really cool games that like I wouldn't have known were even casting if I weren't on social media, right? Like it's, it can be as small as that. It can be very happenstance. And it used to be if you were like in LA, you could like go to events and you could do things and whatever. And it was just as much like chance then that you might potentially run into someone who, you know, heard about this like interesting opportunity that you might be like a good fit, whatever. Like there are all these like very serendipitous connections you might make. And like, I think it's similar, but like digitized on social media where like you just happen to stumble onto something that ends up being a big like, um, you know, a big uh, factor, like a big crossroads almost of like uh, what direction you might go into. Like if you don't uh, get, if you don't like take advantage of that opportunity, you, you know, you might not progress, but like, because you've seen it, because you're on social media and now like you've potentially booked something that ends up being really cool and big, suddenly you have like, um, I, I often say opportunities beget opportunities. Like, and I think that it really holds true in VO where like um now you've like gotten some like some name to yourself because you've been in XYZ and then you can sort of start to prove yourself to some extent because this industry is about trust and if you're reliable and if you have like credits to back you up that makes a huge difference um and if you don't know how to build those credits social media it happenstance there it is there's the answer for like every person I know that's like asked me 
how how did you how are you getting these opportunities you like don't have a background in this like you don't you just you came out of nowhere like what are you doing to like get opportunities just putting yourself in the places where opportunities come up and like being around those spaces and then also having the skills to like back it up if those opportunities do come up and like really take advantage of them yeah well, yeah, I mean, you got to put yourself out there and not not be afraid to, you know, give it your all as well. Yeah. I mean, it's like nothing is like nothing is ever given to you on a silver platter. You got to work hard for it. No. And if you're not, you know, if you're not going to work hard for it, then like, why are you why are you even trying? You know, exactly. And I think that's interesting because like. I think the perspective tends to be like you'd mentioned earlier, it feels, it feels like a lot of people, like um, there are actors that are just in everything. And like, and I think from the outside, it can, I think the outside, it can feel like kind of a skewed perspective because it feels like they're just being given something. They're just being handed a role. And it's really never like that. Like to be at the point where you are like a reliable phone call for a casting director, you have to have like paved such a long road of hard work to prove yourself to be that reliable. Um, and so it's it's really, it's just being consistent and it's taking advantage of opportunities when they present themselves and showing that you have skill to back it up and doing that on a long-term basis to the point where you are trustworthy enough Hopefully, like I'm, that's I'm sure that's the goal for most actors is to be trustworthy enough where, you know, a director will look at you in the booth and be like, oh, awesome, this this will be an easy easy session. Like you know, just having sort of like that moment of a director looking at you and being like, you know, okay, we're gonna have fun with this. Or I'm like, I'm you know, this will be this will be you know, I don't have to get my hands too dirty or like um, really have to like struggle through this like. We're, we're just going to have fun together. That's an amazing feeling. Yeah, no, I totally agree because like the people you see who are in everything, they're in there because they're one reliable and two are really effing talented because yeah. they, they are like, you know, the best of the best. And, but they didn't get that way overnight because you look at, again, look, look back on, you know, Gray Delisle, you know, best example is like she started out doing like really bit roles and shows but as like the years went on she got like more and more you know supporting roles and then you know azula came along and that was like her <laughs> that was the the role that that put her on the map so to speak but even then like even after she established herself at you know as azula you know she still had to work her way up to get to where she is now which is like you know, one of the go-to women in voiceover, the other being Tara Strong. Yeah, I think, like, it is a journey. Like, it is very, I think it's really easy to sort of see the, like, the, you know, the fruits of someone's labor and, like, totally miss the amount of work that they put in. Um, so, again, like, I think, from like an outside perspective, it's easy to be like, oh, you know, this, uh, these people are just working. So, like, it, you, people have been in the industry and have been working, and like, I have so much respect for them. And for people who are like newer, who see, who get opportunities maybe quicker than like others uh, who have been like at this for like a decade or something, 
I don't like it's it's so complicated because I I don't think that necessarily means they are more or less talented or more or less hardworking because so much of this industry is like happenstance. It's so much is like being in the right place at the right time and having the talent and skill to back it up. Um, so it's just really hard to make comparisons because I feel like everyone's story is so different that it's virtually impossible for me to be like, no, you know, this person, like you followed this path that this person took and you have, you will have like a hundred percent guarantee of like getting to the point of success that they're at. Like, it's just, it's just so different. And that's why I think when people are like, how do I break into the industry? It's such a hard question to answer because it's so different for everyone. Like it, it is such a combination of like skill and luck that it is like impossible to predict. Yeah, no, I think, um, again, I remember listening back to an interview with Roger Craig Smith and he mm -hmm. said like when people ask him that question, like, how do you break into voiceover? He blatantly tells them like, you're not going to have my career and I'm not going to have your career because every, everyone's yeah. situation is different. And I'm like, yes, that is the, the perfect answer to, to that question because like, there is no, like, there is no secret path. Like, you know, everyone's yeah. career is different. And you, again, you got to look back on like how, you know, like a lot of these people started out in like the mid two thousands or late nineties and, the voiceover industry was like way different then than it is now. Like it's a totally different beast compared to yeah. what it is even, now. Even thinking about like five years ago when I was, I wasn't part of the industry. And like, I hear from like friends that I have now that have been working for a bit. Like I will hear about even five years ago. And I was like, Whoa, that was a totally different landscape than what we're doing right now. And like, I and it's funny because I first of all I don't know why people are asking me for advice because I literally am like a year into this professionally but I I guess I am cognizant of the fact that like I'm very fortunate and like have gotten some cool opportunities and like uh, have gotten to work or, or and like with an agent that is like really awesome and so on and so forth but I think like you can have tangible advice and I think like it's really important to like seek out like mentors in any industry but this one especially um because there's only so much google will tell you you kind of need that personal connection and like um and like that kind of mentorship to help you move forward uh and so people can give you advice be like you know take these classes with these coaches or you know this is the best approach to like um you try to like get an agent's attention or like so on and so forth. Like, I'm not saying there isn't like tangible ways of like furthering your career, but I think a lot of times people have like that misguided question of how do I break it in, into the industry expecting sort of a succinct answer. And that can be frustrating for an actor to hear because there is no way, like you can do all those things and you can follow all those steps and like be doing everything right and still not be, where you want to be and maybe not booking at all. And like, it can feel like really discouraging and demoralizing if you're seemingly again, doing everything right. Like you're not doing anything wrong, but it's not the right fit and it's not clicking. Um, and I think that's where people get tripped up because they, they say like, how do I make it in this industry? 
you can't rely on making it in this industry is what I've discovered. You, you have to like, like if you really want to pursue acting, you kind of just have to accept the fact that like you might never make it big or whatever, like that shouldn't be your goal. Like if you want to be in this industry, it should be because you want to act um, like ultimately because whatever it is like money fame whatever like that's not that that's so far from a guarantee that that's like like you are not just fortunate but you are the most fortunate of the fortunate to get to that point where you can call yourself like um like a Steve Bloom or like a Tara Strong or whatever like you like you have to be incredibly talented and then also have like you know all the pieces line up exactly uh in a certain way for you to get to that point so it's hard I think like it's just about um having a good sense of like a good dose of reality mixed in with like that like still hopeful childish imagination that you need to incorporate into your work um and I think it's just about setting healthy boundaries for yourself because you're a person, you know, and like you equating your worth in some way to your booking rate or whatever it might be can very quickly burn you out of this industry. So just being cognizant, being aware of where you're at and like how you're doing and how you can improve without feeling like it is the end all be all. And like just letting yourself continue to enjoy acting, I think is the best way to like have a long-term career coming from someone who's been doing this for not that long. So take it with a grain of salt. No, I mean, it's true because if you're not having fun doing whatever, then why are you doing it? Exactly. I mean, I honestly like sometimes look back at some of some of the stuff I've done in my life and I'm just like, yeah, I quit doing that because it just wasn't fun for me. And I still remember like that point in in time where I just realized, okay, this started out being fun, but after like years of doing it, I just got burnt out of it and, you know, life changes and, you know, your situation changes. Like, you know, I'm not the same person I was like 10 years ago. Hell, I'm not even the same person I was five years ago. You know, it's like life constantly changes and it's fine to, I mean, it's fine to uh, take a different career path. Like, cause that's the beauty of life as well Is like, you you never know when, where, where the journey's gonna, where you're going to end up. Yeah, exactly. I think, um, yeah, I think we just need to give ourselves like, some breathing room because it can feel like monumental and soul crushing at times. Like if you don't sort of like make sure that you're seeing things in perspective and like, um, I, even as a working actor, who's like accepted that you're in this for the performance, but like you're in this because you love acting, it can, you know, keeping yourself keeping yourself going for like long long periods of time I think you just have to look at it in perspective and think of it as like a you know like a marathon um as cliche as that is um because it builds and you you don't know when like your dream 
project uh, could be around the corner like you don't know um so yeah it's just like and i don't think it's for everyone i i agree like i think and i think it's important for people to like make that self-assessment like am i built to be able to like withstand potential rejection for years um can i can i get through it and if you have like a strong enough passion and strong enough will to continue then i think this industry has room for everyone like i like people of all sorts coming into this industry like um especially now like it has become so diverse it's incredible like there is room for everyone who wants to be here and that is amazing that's like that's amazing and so again it's just it's personal it's a choice like is this for you and if you feel like it really is i think like everyone has the potential to like make something of themselves and that is like the most exciting thing yeah i mean that's the beauty of like any any profession is that um yeah. you know if you're passionate and you know you want to you know you're you know you're if you're passionate and you're willing to tough it out through thick and thin then you know you're going to get i believe you're going to get where you need to be exactly yeah Anywho, <laughs> this has got uh, this episode is very um, philosophical. <laughs> very, yeah. You should be a motivational speaker. Oh. <laughs> I, I I promise you, I'm not usually this <laughs> not usually this deep, but there you go. You're totally good. <laughs> like, I honestly sometimes feel like you know when when you know if a, if a discussion is serious, I'm gonna be like, okay, I gotta take this seriously. But if it's like, yeah, you know poop and fart jokes for <laughs> <laughs> for an hour and a half anyway um we've been talking for god was it an hour and 24 minutes now so if you got anything else you want to talk about go ahead oh man uh ooh. is there anything that i want to talk about i mean i guess i will shoot uh, like I, actually when is this coming out um probably around thursday or okay then i'll like uh you know i can't talk about most of the stuff i'm in but i will drop in a little quick promo to go watch uh this little show i'm a part of um called fena pirate princess on august 11th um it'll be on toonami go watch it um i don't know uh i'm on social media reluctantly if you want to follow me there i'm uh at here lies anjali on twitter um yeah i i like acting in things so even like if, if you're if you have an indie project reach out like i love um connecting with people and like especially indie creators y'all are awesome so yeah that's me <laughs> that's that's the moral of the past couple of episodes is like just hire high you know if you like what you hear and on these episodes and you want to hire talent then you know <laughs> you can <laughs> easily find these people and yeah. I, you know. so anyway thank you so much for taking the time off to do this this has been a lot of fun and again if you ever want to come back for whatever reason then you know where yeah. to find me yeah absolutely this is super fun it was really great talking to you all right you too take care bye-bye all right, cool. Have a great rest of your day.